This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. So we started the pod by talking about the new rankings from Fangraphs of the Nats system. Just to put a bow on that conversation because we wanted to jump because Teddy was ready. The top five was Wood, House, a couple of, of the household names, no pun intended, Cavalli, Vaccaro, and then Henry. Very, very unique, very different than most rankings, right? You see that Robert Hassel is lower there than in most places. Uh, Fangraphs has him seventh. Again, a lot of this is based on performance numbers. There's been very little power since he came over to the organization. Uh, the offense has been down. They've got Darren Baker way higher. They got him ninth on this list. You know, I view Baker as kind of a a bench player, you know, an extra back of the 25 guy who comes off the bench and, and can play multiple positions. I mean, they've got him in the top 10 in the system. I do like that they have Dale and Lyle moved up into the top 10. One of my favorite bats in the system now in Fredericksburg, the 20-year-old outfielder who's hit for some power. But most interestingly here, I thought, Toby, Elijah Green out of the top 10, mm-hmm. the 19-year-old, I know he's got a lot of swing and miss issues, big-time strikeout concerns. We've talked about some of the, the strobe light flashing kind of red flags, if you will. But to have him 11th right after he was taken in the top five, pretty surprising to me. Yeah, it's a little bit alarming when you look at these lists. You expect to see some order of green somewhere in the top five, obviously having Cavalli, Housewood, kind of wherever you want to throw those guys. But to see 10 guys in the organization ranked higher than what you have Elijah Green is kind of jarring. But, you know, there's a lot of concern right now. Obviously, he has crazy potential, but when he's swinging and missing all the time, and it's not like he's swinging and missing because he's swinging at bad pitches. He's swinging and missing in the zone, and that's a little bit concerning. The tools are still very much there. It's just about working on that bat-to-ball skill, and if he can fix that, then we'll see him shoot back up these rankings, but it is a little jarring to see him all the way down at 11. Yeah, I look, I say this all the time. This does not mean it. First of all, his cr- book is not written. Like He could end up winning three MVP awards, okay? I'm, I'm not out on Elijah Green while I am nervous, but what I have said since he was drafted last year despite the upside being massive and him having MVP potential, I would miss on guys like this all the time. And in fact, I missed on James Wood in this same way. Now, very early last year when I was tracking him in the minors and saw by talking to people that he'd made a swing adjustment, I hopped right on him. But coming out of high school, he also had major swing and miss concerns out of IMG Academy with the long levers and the big swing, not to the extent that Green did. And guys that are like the super high ceiling, this guy projects for power and, and can run and can do all these things, but doesn't always make contact. Like, that's not my style necessarily. And for that reason, I, I didn't love or, or, or wasn't as high maybe on like green as a prospect. Having said that, if you look at the top of last year's draft, it's not like there were other guys taken around him that are raking or killing the ball. So I'm not sure that they did anything wrong. I'm sure they would tell you they still feel really good about the pick. He's 19 years old. He's 6'3", 225. He's in A ball. He's flashing occasionally. He hit a ball out of the ballpark recently. The power is crazy. So I hope it doesn't sound like I'm, like, giving up on this guy. That's not my point. It's just 
they took a player with huge risk. That, that's kind of what I'm trying to say. Like, I remember talking to someone before the draft last year that said they went and watched him for a couple game series over a weekend, and he struck out like six times or something like that. Like, that doesn't really happen with top 10 high school players, you know? I've been watching this kid locally at Madison High School a bunch named Bryce Eldridge, who's going to be drafted in the first round. He just went and took batting practice today at Nationals Park. I think he's going to go somewhere between picks like 15 and, and 25, maybe 30. Long story short, Bryce Eldridge doesn't – like, I've seen him swing and miss one time. I've never seen him strike out, by the way. I've seen him swing and miss one time, and I've watched him play four games now or something like that this year. Um, his last 20 at-bats, he's got 16 intentional walks, and – Four times where he put the ball in play, two were homers, one was a double, and one was a line out to an outfielder. Now, he's playing lesser competition. IMG Academy is like a college where they fly around and play the best in the country. My point is just, I think the Nats knew when they drafted him, this was a risk. They'd have to make adjustments. They would have to tweak the swing. And so far, the results are still that this is, when you strike out at that rate in low A, what happens when you face better stuff as you climb the ladder? I mean, that's kind of my concern. But to, to not have him in the top 10, I still think is, whatever the opposite of aggressive is, you know, or, or aggressive against him, I suppose. Because, I mean, you, you, you're trying to, like, what are you looking for? This guy's got power. He's got speed. He's stealing bases. The OPS, considering some of the, the problems making contact, is still fairly high. Like, I guess I'm just surprised that this quickly, unless you were down on him and maybe Longenhagen was coming out in the draft, that would explain it. But if you really liked him a year ago, I just think it's too early to kind of, Move well, him out and, of a top 10. And maybe they're waiting a little bit too much of his performance in his age 19 season. You know, I mean, it's something that yeah. he can still continue to fix. And like you said, the tools are all still there. You see it at times where he hits a ball out of the stadium. He can still run as fast as just about anybody. You know, he's he's someone that has all the tools necessary, but you'd hope that at some point he can get it figured out. And one thing I wanted to bring up before we finish up here, Grant, is Pete Medhurst tweeted at us about this with Ellie De La Cruz making his debut for the Reds this week and I think it's really important that at some point the Nationals develop one of their own guys and get someone brought up that is someone that has been theirs right Brady House Cavalli Elijah Green someone like that that has been with the organization they drafted them it's going to be cool when James Wood comes up to the majors don't get me wrong it's cool seeing Mackenzie Gore and CJ Abrams but these are guys that were developed somewhere else I think the Nationals need to show that they can develop guys that they draft or they sign, that they bring in, and they haven't been able to do that recently. You think of Carter Keyboom, been a bit of a disappointment. You think all the way back to Victor Robles, hasn't really reached his potential. You need to see some guys that come from the National system that were originally Nats that turn out to be something, because at some point you run out of guys to trade to bring in other prospects. It's a really, really good point. Yeah, I'm excited for Wood. I think that'll be the next kind of great day at Nats Park in terms of a promotion. I mean, Hassel will be exciting. There's some other guys that will come. But that'll be, you know, our Ellie De La Cruz moment, perhaps, which is going to be really cool. But as far as Nats drafted and developed and graduated a guy, I mean, high impact, like star potential. I don't know. You're going back to maybe Trey Turner or something. Uh, it's It has been a long time, to your point, and there's no one really – right now that looks like they're on that level in the offing. So I think that's very well said. Paul Skeens would be the answer or, yeah. or Dylan Cruz, maybe. I mean, both of those guys are going to move quickly and they, whichever of the two they end up with. Well, is and just, just think about what you guy. had to trade to get the guys that are helping you right now. You had to trade Max Scherzer and Trey Turner. You had to trade Juan Soto. None of the guys on the Nationals roster right now look like that type of a star. So if you don't have these guys come through the national system that are Nats draft picks, 
then it, it's not going to work. Maybe it's something down the road where you could trade James Wood or something like that, but I don't want to continue going through this process where the Nationals have to trade their stars to get prospects from other teams because they can't develop their own talent. Yeah, it's a it's a great point. All right, real quick, final thoughts, anything kind of a bigger picture on the big club or otherwise uh, as they are taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks this weekend at Nats Park? I do not envy Davey Martinez at all right now and having to go to the bullpen and choose whichever guy you want to blow the lead that day. It is a tough spot <laughs> to be in, really, where he... Who's going to blow the lead today? <laughs> as soon as he decides to go to the pen, you just know he has to be shaking in the dugout because it, it's just not been good. So I don't know how you fix the dugout, or the bullpen. I'm not exactly sure what they're going to do, but it is it is not fun right now when he has to go out to the pen. Yeah, the series with the Diamondbacks, I should say, wrapping up on Thursday. And then they're in Atlanta taking on the Braves, a rare series in Houston where the Nats won the World Series. Always good memories there. And then they're back home on the 16th of June for a couple of uh, home series against the Marlins and the Cardinals. That's the next homestand. All right, for Toby, I'm Grant saying thanks for listening to Bustin' Loose Baseball. We always appreciate the efforts of our producer, Darius Dameron, as well. We'll be back at it early next week. Remember, we try to post two pods for you every single week. Please spread the word. We have not had any comments in a while. If you leave us a comment, a nice comment on the show, we will read it on the air. We will give you a shout out. But We have not had any here recently, and that is sad. So leave us a comment, rate and review, subscribe, do all that kind of stuff. For Bustin' Loose Baseball crew, Bob Carpenter style, see you later.